for a new episode, know you probably waiting Plant a seed in your brain, let me pollinate it And I'm not like the rest, I don't do the faking You are now tuned in to Bro Conversations like this yo hey what's popping what's popping i'm your host og od and you're now tuned in to another very fucking special episode of broke conversations the world's most poverty stricken podcast you know what i'm saying um hope everybody is out there feeling good doing good um progressing making short-term goals fulfilling those goals making long-term goals because that's, that's really what it's all about if you ain't progressing you degressing that's it there's only two choices in life. Um, hope everybody, like I said, doing good, feeling good out there. And yeah, back up in this bitch. Consistency is key. That's all I got to say. And let's go ahead and jump right into the first topic. Um, SoundCloud has recently um, made a fan-powered system that pays the artists, real, that pays artists that use SoundCloud royalties um, for users that listen to them the most um this is another this is yet another win for indie artists i think what i, I think how i just explained it is kind of weird i'm gonna try to break it down a little different um basically it don't matter on, on it don't matter what scale of what scale or what type of artist you are you get paid for the amount of people listening to your uh stuff rather than um how other companies and like spotify's do it and stuff like that drake and um and the biggest and taylor swift and justin Bieber's those are the artists that bring in the most amount of money you know what i'm saying every other independent artist they really get pennies on the dollar because i think um I, damn i think i said something about this last week but but yeah a, a lot of people in a lot of different music companies and, and production companies and stuff they value a stream differently so maybe even over at spotify apple you get paid more of a percentage um, even as a bigger artist than you would somewhere else, maybe at Epic or, or you know, uh, another um, Universal Records, you, you know, uh, other other music records and, and music industries and stuff like that. So this is this is this is yet another big win, especially for somebody like myself, because I've only um, put out music on SoundCloud, not to make it all about me. But this this does affect me in a positive way. Um, it's supposed to be in effect April 1st of this year. So, um, yeah, shout out to Spot. Um, my bad. Shout out to SoundCloud for doing that. And uh, I can't wait to. See how much I may receive, cause I don't be streaming super crazy on there. But I, 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 I do a little numbers. I do a little numbers. Um, if if you don't know, shit, I'm like, I'm, I'm gonna post my link tree in the in the link in the description. If you have not listened or heard a song by yours truly, OG Odie, and if and if you wanna give it a listen, give it a listen, give it a like, give it a comment, give it a share. Do what you gotta do. Tag me in it. Um, but you know, um. This is amazing, and yet again, like I said, shout out to SoundCloud for showing love to the independent artists because. It don't work like that most of the time. Shit. Um. Anyway, moving on. Eddie Murphy. Uh, I just read this recently. Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy plans to re- his. He he originally planned to return to the stand up stage and return to doing stand up comedy, but the pandemic kind of derailed all that. Um. He, he was recently on a Kevin Hart's podcast. What's it called? Um. Comedy Gold Mines. Uh. Kevin Hart podcast. Go go check that out. And um. Yeah. He said that he. He said that he he had it all in order. He wanted to drop Dolomite and a, and a future and and a couple other uh movies in between. Uh, I don't know if you know now. I think I think today is the first first day it's releasing. Coming to America is out now on Amazon. 
um right now. I don't know if it's on other ser- other streaming services too, but it it will be eventually. But it coming to America too is out right now. Um, I can't wait to uh, check that out and see that. But um, but yeah, he said like I said, he said on the um on the comedic gold gold mines podcast, he said originally he wanted to um drop a few move drop a few movies that, movies. Damn, I'm talking like I'm from uh <laughs> I'm from Philly or something. But yeah, um, but yeah though, I I I can't wait, and I know I'm not the only one that can't wait to see Eddie Murphy back in action because, um, he has arguably one of the greatest fucking stand-up specials ever. Have you ever seen? If you can't, you can't, you can't say you a stand-up comedy fan like I consider myself without seeing at least Eddie Murphy raw. Like like it, it's so many things that have to be on that list for you to even be consider yourself a fan and stuff like that. People, yeah, they like it. But a lot of people they're not fanatics about it. They not they not adamant about knowing about it. And um yeah, I remember uh the first saw first time I saw Raw, it was probably like two or three years ago. And keep in mind I'm twenty one, so hey <laughs> I had that I had a whole lot to catching up to do. Um but yeah though, I saw it a couple years ago and it, it was just no not it's I can't even really put it in words. Go check it out. Go that's all I can tell you. Go go check it out. It was it was just amazing and not not all stand ups they can um work out and, and, and put themselves in other people's shoes and, and act like they're somebody else and act like they may be a child or, or whatever. And when somebody they can hit that hit that hit that quote unquote nail on the hammer hit that hammer with the, on the how that saying <laughs> I can't even speak today. It's all good. But um a, a lot of a lot of stand ups they they don't have that aspect, you know. They they may be good at telling stories. They may be good at even imp- improv acting, you know, improv comedy, you know, stuff like that, or just going off the top of the head. A lot of, you know, already we already had that conversation last uh, last week. If you have not, go check that out. But um, but yeah, though, um, this is amazing. This is amazing. Eddie Murphy, super big, super important to the culture, and I love. And, and before I even get off this topic, it, it's a certain. It's a certain element that comes with being an older comedian to have 20, 30, 40 years of just being straight, putting, committing your life to that. It's a certain level of, of comfort and experience, and, and it's a certain talent. In it. Like I said, it's a certain comfort. Like You could tell that they don't get the jitters like, like they would. Like They're, they're fearless. It's, it's, it's damn near like, like, a, like somebody going out on the court to play basketball or, somebody, or a warrior going, going out. To conquer a land, and then you conquer it, and then some, and then some. Sometimes you don't, because even even the best of comedians they bomb sometimes, and they, you know, and they have. But that just comes uh, comes around full circle because nine times out of ten, the comedians, whether they're the greatest or or the or the least or the least greatest, um, they can bring it full circle while making making a whole bit about them bombing or, or a whole podcast or whatever, a whole video, or or you can you can make like a whole, you can make multiple streams of content just with one skill you know what i'm saying so <clears throat> that's why the the richest people in the world and stuff like that the most the most high value people they do things like that they don't they're, they're not just rich or they're seldom rich off one thing even even a rapper a rapper can get rich off a of rap but he can't remain remain rich or continue to get wealthy you know what i'm saying so yeah it's 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 just a certain it's just a certain element that i, I love about seeing older ogs in this comedy game just not quitting, you know what I'm saying. I I recently watched the Crick, the Chris Rock tam- Tambourine Extended Cut. Like it, it's 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 amazing, amazing man. It, it's 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 like seeing nothing else. But uh, let me move on. Um, damn, let me move on. But uh, hold up, before I even move on, let me pull this up right quick. 
we're moving on to the would you risk it segment you know what i'm saying and um today i got something um i got something real interesting for y'all for um for this segment um real interesting and, and at first i thought one way and now i'm thinking a different way but i want to know this is the would you risk it uh segment let me know in the comments uh on youtube whatever instagram dm me whatever just, just let, let me know if you would accept this circumstance in your life period um anyway uh, on to the uh first would you risk it segment in a while it's been a while i ain't gonna lie um austrian couple sends out wedding if uh Austrian couple sends out wedding invitations with a poem and a request for money because they admitted in that poem that they were in debt and that was something that they were um that's something that, that they feel like is way more important than than gifts or whatever they said nah you know we broke <laughs> and and honestly to me it takes a whole lot of integrity to to say something like this and and to do something like this but I'm I'm gonna go ahead and bring it because I screenshot I'm gonna go ahead and bring bring it up and I'm gonna read this y'all it says wishing well. Um, this, this is the poem that they sent out. Um, our bank account is in debt and we will, and we, and we would like it. <laughs> Let me start over. Our bank account is in debt and we would like it to go back into credit. Please visit the ATM. We know you are a gym, pull out your greens and let it be seen that your kindness is real <laughs> when it's given its final seal so place your cash in our wishing well and make our dreams come true that would be swell um <laughs> first of all this isn't the greatest of poems or greatest of rhymes but i, I like first of all i like that they made light of the situation if anything they they could have they could have just put just send the money you ain't gotta come you know what i'm saying <laughs> they really could have or, or they could have put their cash up on and be like hey you ain't gotta come we're we gonna have uh, it's just gonna be me me um me the justice of the peace and, and my husband or who, whoever wrote this up and uh and, and we just gonna have that just, just go ahead and send the money go ahead and send the money to my gofundme at blah 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 they like honestly there are worse ways <laughs> to ask for money and and to portray this message this um like i said at, at first i was like damn what the fuck niggas is asking for bread but it, when you think about it i've had many conversations with many different people of different sexes different ages about this and We've all really came to the same conclusion that, or at least I convinced them that weddings aren't for the people getting married. Weddings are just to show off, um, weddings are just to show off what you have or, or how much money you spent. Um, wedding is, a wedding is just a fucking big party, you know, and, and it's a whole lot of money. And I know that being married, it, it's, it's, it's very sacred. And a lot of people, they, they want to wait till they get the right, right amount of money or, or whatever. But honestly, there is never a right time to, like a hundred, a hundred, a hundred percent, right on either side, right time, a hundred percent, or it's rarely, rarely. I ain't gonna say never. It's rarely a right time for everybody to have all their finances in order, or I'm gonna have a million dollars before I get married, or whatever personal, um, long term or short short term goals that you have for a relationship onto marriage. Um. But but like I said, just just to bring the, the attention back back on the poem. I, first of all, like I said, I, li I like the fact that they they kept it light. It was a little poem, it was like it won the great greatest of rounds of poems or whatever. It it was dope. It was dope. I, but but the thing about a wedding is, and if you received the invitation, and, and <laughs> the thing about this is everything is optional. So you can't get mad at the couple if if, if they did send that to your crib, like. 
you wouldn't be able to pull that car. Honestly, if you if you ain't like it so much, just don't go. You know what I'm saying? But honestly, bro, at the end of the day, weddings are all just for that. What and 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 even if, even if I flip like on the wedding topic, if if I flip it to the person coming to the wedding, um, it's not a competition. Or actually, it is it is a competition in in a in a lot of people's eyes. Weddings are a competition to. Um, how much I can splurge on this gift Some, sometimes when, when you have certain groups of people and stuff like that, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it is a competition at the end of the motherfucking day. Like if you, if you really want to keep it hot, I heard, I heard somebody say this and it stuck with me. Um, somebody said everybody that was with you when you got married, they should be in, they, they should have a whole nother ceremony if, and when you decide to get divorced, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Cause, cause everybody want to show their best. I know, look, I got this ring and he, he spent how, however much on it or, or, you know, whatever. Or, uh, we have fireworks and dolphins and doves at the wedding and all that shit. And, but shit, like, like I said, I, I like the fact that they kept it real and, and they being honest, honestly, but, uh, I, I, I'm not going to ramble. I'm not going to ramble too, too much on this topic. Um, like I said, hit me, hit me in the comments in the DM, whatever. Would you, Hit me in the comments or whatever and tell me, would you risk it? You know what I'm saying? What, what, is, is this something that I can see or did you, you can see yourself doing in the future? Is it is this something that, that, that you could be like, ah, cool, fuck it. Like, <sighs> honesty is the best policy, my nigga. I, I'd rather somebody be honest with me than flex. Like, oh, yeah, we spent a million dollars. We got a yacht on this um for, for this wedding. But, like, you paying that shit off for the rest of your life. Plus um college debt. Plus other shit on top of that. Plus regular bills. Plus kids. This is a whole lot, whole lot to come in it, come with it. Um, but so you just so you know before I wrap it up, I motherfucking would risk it. Fuck it, if I ain't got it, if I if I ain't got it, I ain't got it, nigga. If you know me, you know that this is the this is the world's most poverty stricken podcast. I already told you, nigga, we broke, we have nothing, <laughs> but but we 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 moving and um yeah, turtle better than the turtle better than the hair as long as we keep on track. Um, like I said, that was that was the end of the uh. The Would You Risk It segment, and let me move on. Uh, Travis Scott and the Cactus and the Cat Travis Scott and the Cactus Jack Foundation are partnering up with the city of Houston to give out um fifty thousand meals to people in need. This is amazing. Like I said, um, a, a few weeks back or maybe a week back, you know, a lot of people they coming together. Tr- Trade the Truth and Relief and Relief Gang. I, I gave them their props last week. It's a whole lot of people that that are really trying to make a change and really trying to help people that, that are in need. And if you can, please most definitely do that. You know what I'm saying? Um, sh- shout out to Travis, Travis Scott and the, and the, uh, what's Travis Scott and the Cactus Jack foundation. Yeah. Um, moving on. Sh- shout out to, uh, big Scott. <laughs> um, that, uh, all right. Now to get, ugh, I can't even speak. Let me slow it down. I can always do this. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. God damn. <laughs> Let me slow it down. Lemon water, lemon agua. Got to be on that. Um, the House of Rep- the House of Representatives just passed the. Um, let me read it. Let me start over. The House of Representatives just passed the George Floyd Justice in Policing Act to improve law enforcement's accountability and to root out racial bias in policing. The bill also creates a national registry. Um the national police misconduct registry to uh compile data on complaints and records of of police misconduct so i i guess like um 
the gist of that is they're, they're making the whole committee as they should have already had. Like, why is eternal affairs something in the government, but something not in a in, in, in a branch of the government, which is policing? You know what I'm saying? That don't, that don't make no sense, but fuck it, whatever. I'm 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 not gonna be negative Nancy on the shit. This is amazing. This is something this is something that we need to most definitely take um most definitely so we can all have accountability for our actions. It don't matter what bags you got on, it don't matter if you're EMS, it don't matter if you're a pastor, whatever the fuck. We should all if you do wrong, you know what I'm saying? R, R. P. to George for RP Ahmad Arbery, Breonna Taylor, countless others. If you do wrong, you should be accountable for it. And simple as that. Simple as that. I just hope um I don't know if it passed all the way through. I don't know if it's actually law now because, you know, it takes the Senate and the House and, and all that. So a lot of people, they have to agree on it. But I hope this gets pushed all the way through and, it, and, it's, and it's implemented because we all need to be accountable. And a George Floyd situation, a Mike Brown situation should never fucking happen again, especially on camera, especially in front of hundreds, maybe thousands, especially in front of hundreds, hundreds of people, dozens of people. You know, that that's that's nah, fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Uh, but oh man, I put my phone up. But like, like I said, R. R. P. George Floyd. This is amazing, and we need more accountability, and we're seeing that. At least more, at least more people there are willing to, you know, con- at least consider it now. And progress is progress. I'm not gonna be negative, Nancy. This is what's up. Shout out to the George Floyd um Justice in Policing Act, and uh and everybody that signed off on that. Um, moving on. Soldier, <laughs> Big Draco. Drake, Drake, Big Draco is back at it again. Soldier Boy sparks beef with Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss recently. Um, over, um, a tweet that he made that said "rap game faker than the WWE." Um, <laughs> and and this is so funny because honestly, niggas will talk about beef. This is how you beef. This is this is honestly the perfect way to be. No, nobody gonna get killed, gonna get hurt. Nobody this, nobody dead, homies. This is the perfect way. And and honestly, if Soldier Boy got the balls to face Randy Orton, hey, I give him all his props. I don't give a fuck about the phone get smacked out of his hand. I don't give a fuck about the blood nigga um put pushing him in his own hood. I don't care about none of that. If he fight, even if he loses, even even if he don't lay a, lay a hand on him, if he f- got the balls to meet up Randy Orton inside a WWE ring with hundreds of thousands of people in it and millions of people, trillions of people watching, Soldier Boy got all my respect. But honestly, I, I, I feel like this, if I'm going if I'm, if I'm to keep it hot, I don't think this is going to go nowhere. I feel like this this is just going to be cool for the fans to get involved and, you know, people like me to, to talk about it and shit and big it up. I don't think it's going to happen just for the simple fact that the Chris Brown and uh, Soldier Boy fight didn't happen because whoever pulled out, I don't know which side it was on. Maybe it was both, but obviously somebody didn't want that smoke. Um, But like I said, this is how you motherfucking be. Fuck all the... Fuck all the other shit. Fuck all the disrespect. This is how you motherfucking beef. You gonna beef beef with the arguably one of the greatest wrestlers of of the last twenty years. Arguably, arguably, you know, like people, and the fact that Randy Orton is still wrestling and and, and man, it's just amazing. I, I love seeing the OGs. You know, I I I even tried a little while of. Maybe a few years ago, I tried to give wrestling a chance again, the new wrestling, and it's like, uh, I don't know all these motherfucking people. They're they're not as charismatic as, as somebody like Jeff Hardy was. He he literally jumped off the WWE fucking billboard and swan time and broke up or or sprained his body on top of another human body. It's like, yeah. You're not going to see that again. Like, the culture is getting too PC, too motherfucking, whatever you want to call it. The culture is getting too, uh, too finicky and shit, you know what I'm saying? That that's some motherfucking legendary shit. So shout out to Randy Orton, um, Alexa Bliss, and um, 
Soldier Boy, my nigga. Like th- this is how you do it. Um, and, and to end this shit off, I want to speak about um me. I, I kind of wanted to do a s- story time type thing. I, I'm not gonna keep talking about. It. I'm just gonna do it. Um, I want to speak about. I, I don't know where you living at, but where I'm living at. I grew up near a boys and girls club facility, and that's where I used to go after school. Um, and I was lucky because it was so close, so close to my house. Because when I had moved from, I used to live in Abdor. Um, I moved up to, you know, where, where I'm living at now. And, um, something that I noticed about going to the boys girl, I, I don't know if y'all, like I said, if y'all can relate, if y'all been there or whatever, but some, something that I noticed that changed about my experience going from going to the boys girl stuff. Um, when I went when I was, as a kid, like super, super young, middle school, middle school and shit like that, like it was like. Or, or or even the start of high school, it it was cool because the people in there they they kind of wanted to teach people stuff. They they you know they they wanted to help kids with homework and all and all that stuff. Help kids, you know, I guess to stay off the street or or, or whatever and stuff like that. To not do drugs and stuff like that. Um, they they used to have so many cool programs and, and little field trips and even and even if we didn't have field trips, so many cool activities for us to do. But as I progressed in age and 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 I and I got to like tenth grade, not even tenth, like yeah, about the end of tenth grade, the start of eleventh. Like I I saw that niggas like the staff had changed and the people that were handling us as children or when I was a kid, like they they weren't the same people and those and some some people they didn't ask the when I was younger the people they actually acted, acted like they care and stuff. But when you got older, niggas like bro, of course children are gonna be rowdy after school. We gonna want to hoop and, and sometimes we we be um, pushing and all that other shit. But niggas would treat us like inmates at the end of the. I, I'm I'm not even gonna say no names. I'm not even gonna say that. Put put nobody out there. But as I got older and as time progressed. People started to treat us like fucking slaves. Like, oh damn, oh y'all want to play basketball? Day. Y'all not gonna do that. Y'all need to do this. Da, 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 da. I, why are you not acting? And that was like, and it seemed like that they were angry because they were holding us at a standard that they were being held at, or or maybe they were in a certain certain space in their life where um they were just unhappy. And 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 it showed in the attendance because a lot of people they was like, fuck this shit. I only come here to hoop because that that was the only reason I came there. Like the main reason, cause I, I wanted to get good at hooping and shit, and I did. But um, but w- once they started treating niggas like inmates, having silent lunch and shit like that, and and it, it was just so many things that they cut out. We used to have movie night and shit like that. Um, we used to go, like I said, field trips and shit. Niggas was just being weird and just and the, and like I said, the attendance reflected that. A lot of people they they weren't with that, and they was arguing with the staff members and shit like that. And then the staff members they would they would just take shit out of way out of proportion and shit like that and that was something that really fucked up a lot of our you know what i'm saying us having fun and shit and 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 it's funny because now i look i look back now some of the kids that went some of the kids i was cool with that went when it was like before it got all bad and shit them niggas and and i'm not saying this is this is a direct um this is a this is a direct action just because um it, it was getting fucked up. But some of them niggas they selling drugs, some of them niggas they in the street, some of them niggas are locked up and shit. And it's like I just feel like if that environment was a little fucking better, you know what I'm saying? It was a little fucking caring if they actually gave a fuck about us instead of just, 
you know, oh, it's time to eat, oh, it's time to play, oh, it's, oh, fuck that, oh, you acting like children, so cool, I'm gonna treat you like an adult and punish you because you should be acting like an adult even though you're a child, you know, it was just so, so much of that shit, a lot of people, like I said, they, they maybe got off the right track, a lot of people that was hooping for the rec team, they was like, man, fuck that shit, niggas is acting weird, we can't even hoop, we can't even do this, we can't even do that, we can't even have freedom, it's like, bro, we just leaving school, when them, when them, oh, them niggas is telling us what to do, um, acting like our parents, ISS and all that shit, damn, we come here to get some relief and just chill and just talk and, you know, be fucking children. And niggas had, a, niggas had issues with that. That shit was super weird. But the reason why I brought that up is um, between the time of me first going there and me leaving, um, I want to tell you about the first time I got somebody high to, to end this shit off. So this is a very special, um, oh, hi. Um, this, fuck, I can't even speak. This is a very fucking uh, special story time segment, you know what I'm saying? And, uh, and yeah, I'm, I'm just about to go ahead and get on in it. Um, how it happened was, um, let me see. I think me, I'm, and I'm not going to say, I'm, actually, I'm going to say, I'm going to say his name is Marvin. I'm going to say his name is Marvin. All right, um, me and Marvin, we, we was cool. We was friends in school and shit like that. And we, we used to chill when we had classes. You, you you know how that shit go. Whenever you got classes with somebody you relate with, you talk. But then, but then whenever, um, but then, but then whenever you know your class changed or the semester changed, you don't talk to them as much. You know, re- regular life shit. Um, but this was one of the times we had class. It was cool and um. I think Marvin had told me that he never smoked before and shit like that. And I think we we had planned, we had talked in the in the cafe in, in the um, what's that shit called? In the in the little, in the little lounge area. The the way our school was built, it was like it was like it was classes, buildings all around. But in the mid, oh courtyard, that's what it's called. In the courtyard, we yeah we had talked, we had talked about um, about doing it. So we school school ended. Fast forward, fast forward all the bullshit. School ended. Um, we ended up getting on the bus, going to the bus, and then as we got off, we didn't go into the building because you know you gotta walk into the building. We actually walked a couple of streets away, and and I, I had some, I think I think I, that was back when I was smoking mid. That had to be a little while ago, no cap. That had to be maybe ninth grade. Damn, I think yeah, maybe yeah, maybe ninth. I was super young. Yeah, I think I was, I was around ninth, ninth, or maybe a start of tenth grade. Um, yeah, yeah, like I said, back then I was smoking mid and shit. But anyway, we 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 walk we walked the streets away. You know what I'm saying? A, a couple streets this is the way, you know, so niggas wouldn't smell it or tell or whatever. Um and that, that's the thing about smoking weed smoking weed when you're young. Niggas think just cause you got some cologne that'll cover it up. No, not all the time. <laughs> but but listen, we we had smoke and, and niggas was acting weird. He was like, Oh, I, I don't know, I, I I can't feel it. I can't feel it. I was like, bro, just just wait a few minutes, you're gonna feel it. And uh, it it was it was super funny. We, we was out there laughing, and then we eventually stopped smoking, and we walked back. And um, he was like, "Damn, uh, I, I'm gonna smell like weed. I'm gonna smell like weed." I was like, "Fuck it, I got you, bro. I got have some axe in my axe in my bag. Spray it myself down. You know what I'm saying? Whoop, whop, bam. Um, <laughs> spray. Um, um, gave gave it to him, and um, you know, Marvin, he sprayed himself down. It was cool. All right, so fast forward. We walk um. On, on the on the way back, we walk in all, all the way back up there. We finally get in. We sign in at the front desk. Then we go and chill. Um, we was together, and we was laughing and giggling the whole fucking time. So as, after like 10, 20 minutes, I was like, bro, we, we got to split it. We got to split it. Otherwise, they're going to know we did some shit. So we, we split up. We split up and shit. And um, <laughs> niggas was just laughing, playing, like acting. He was acting super goofy. And it's like, and it's, and it's not like he could stop it. Like, the first time getting high, and then you're around kids. We, we was all just chilling and shit. But like I said, we, we made a plan. We split up. It was like, hey, 
just in case, you know what I'm saying, somebody find out. Um, long long story short, I think I think somebody had snitched on his or maybe he was tweaking out way too much. Um they 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 eventually called me and him um one of the people that one of the adults obviously that, that ran the boys ago, so I ain't gonna say his name. Um called called me into the office and said, Hey, y'all t- basically said, Y'all too high and I know it. And we was high, we was paranoid as fuck. And I, I ain't gonna count. I, I, <laughs> I fucked up on this, on, on this mission, boys. I ain't gonna count to you, man. I fucked up. We was high. He was like, he was like, hey, hey, I, I, I'm, a, I'm gonna call your mama. I'm gonna call you. Um, I'm gonna call your mama. And, 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 and I, I should call the police. Just, just let me know what happened. And he was grilling us. And I was like, I ain't gonna count, bro. Uh, I gave up false information just to get myself out of this bitch. I am not gonna count. I told on my. I said, "Hey, it was his shit. It was because at at the time I I knew that that the dude that that called us and we was in his office and shit. I knew that he had kind of a soft spot for me because he he thought I was a good kid, but he thought Marvin was a bad dude. So I was like, ah, fuck it. <laughs> and I said, "Hey, it was his shit. He had it. Blah 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 blah." And Marvin Marvin was like, "What? What the fuck? How you gonna do it?" And I was like, "Damn!" And now that I think about it, that was some really fucked up shit. I would never do that shit again, but bro. I don't know what it was. I feel like it was, bro. The the dude knew the dude that called us in his office. Um, let's call him call him Mr. Pete. Mr. Pete knew what the fuck he was doing. So me and Marvin, we, we was just chilling. We was just chilling and waiting. He had called our parents and shit, apparently, or or I think he had asked for a number. And yeah, oh yeah. He he a kid called his mom, then he called my mom. And it was so funny because the whole while we was waiting, we was just dead laughing. We was laughing, laughing, playing, joking, just making faces like and, and it <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot. But before this even happened, we was roasting, roasting Mr. Pete, ro- talking about that nigga look like a crocodile, that nigga look like and it's so f- <laughs> we was Man, that was one of the greatest moments of my life. But but yeah, like uh, just so I can keep on track. Um, so we were just sitting, wait, waiting to get picked up from our parents. And honestly, I'm in by the grace of God. My um, I think when he called my mom or whatever, my sister had answered. Or maybe he maybe he had the wrong number or whatever. My sister answered, then she came to pick me up. So luckily, I ain't, I ain't have to deal with no heat from my own mom and shit because she would have been like, she would have been on my case. And actually, it's funny because to this day, I, I've never told her that. <laughs> I never told her this story, but I probably will. I probably will soon. But um, but um, yeah though that 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 was basically the first time I've ever put somebody on to smoking weed or whatever. Like it 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 was so fun and it was so fucking crazy. We was making so many jokes. And like, <laughs> that was one of the craziest fucking times, and the best, most exciting times. And it's funny because we we probably ain't even last an hour of just being chill or whatever. We probably ain't even last an hour because cause like I said, every time every time you smoke weed, you you think that just cause you just cause you got some acts, that's cool. No, actually, the fact that they found me because I was chilling, he was tweaking, I was chilling. The fact that they found me, I had to be smelling like weed. So yeah, I I think. After that, I started being slick with. It. I started putting, um, I started putting, um, take t- take a water bottle, pour pour it out, and then filling it up halfway with some mouthwash. So just in case, 
but at the same time, my fingers still gonna smell like it. My clothes probably still gonna smell like it, even with the shit. I, I wasn't even thinking, but but then at the same time, I think after that, that was when I started bringing an extra pair, extra shirt because I had gym class. But I still wanted to bring an extra shirt just in case I smoke or an extra jacket or some shit, and I wouldn't wear it until I was smoking shit. Like I was, I was getting smarter and shit. But eventually, but but yeah, though, um, like I said, <laughs> that was a crazy time. That was dope. That was dope, and that was, and that was a little story time segment because I feel like I need to keep it, keep it a little. Keep 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 this connection. Keep keep the good stories before they uh, all go to waste in my mind. I be smoking a lot. I may forget it, so yeah, I need to get it out. But yeah, um, I'm your host OG OD. This has been another very exclusive episode of Broke Conversations, and um, this is the world's most poverty stricken podcast. Before I forget it, and uh, yeah, peace. For a new episode, know you probably waiting Plant a seed in your brain, let me pollinate it And I'm not like the rest, I don't do the faking You are now tuned in to Broke Conversations